Welcome to In the Name of Game. Welcome once again to In the Name of Game, a video game podcast. Today is February 9th, 2012. And welcome again to our show. Once again, we were gone last week, had a bit of an emergency crisis of sorts. Yes. Food poisoning and almost death. But uh, we're back now. No. Yes, talk, absolutely. To talk about yeah, absolutely back. To talk <laughs> that about was funny. Well, now it's funny. It was not funny at the time. Yeah. Um, we're here today to talk about games once again. Uh, Adam is not in, but we have uh, your your hosts, myself, uh, Ig. I'm your co-host, uh, David. And I'm final co-host Colin, who's half asleep. Well, oh, that's man. helpful. Hey, hey, hey! I wake up at I wake up at five thirty every morning, and I'm at class by six thirty. I'm fucking tired. Okay. Good night. Bye, listeners. Thanks for listening to our show. Well, excuse me, princess. Excuse me, princess. So we've got a whole variety of things to talk to you about today, and we're just going to kick it right off with just a few little uh, details and things that are current. Um, so I would say uh, first things first is for all UPS3 owners out there, there is yet again the 11 billion uh, firmware update that needs to be done. However, this time it's not just because you're updating to get some sort of cap- uh, compatibility with the Vita. Um, this time... It is still about the Vita, but you actually do get some PS3 uh, updates as well. Finally, uh, for anybody who owns a PS3 and got it in their mind to connect the internet like a web browser at any point, knows how abysmally super sucky the web browser is on the PS3. It's almost unusable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently, Sony has made a some significant improvements. They say, well, they say it's it's like some pretty sweet improvements, I guess, to the web browser. They've said that like dynamic websites and whatnot, things that pretty much didn't even function before on the browser, uh, they work now and uh, everything should be running a little smoother. So um, I think everybody's going to be uh, interested to see if that if it actually becomes a real web browser, not that anybody would want to anymore or yeah. needs to. But. Well, I, I wonder if they're going to improve uh, YouTube because the last time I tried it, like, it was just <laughs> it looked terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's almost it's impossible. I, I tried using it just the other day for YouTube. Like some friends were over and I'm like, yeah, it's we got a PS3. Let's look it up on YouTube. And I was like, what am I thinking? Like this is <laughs> such a bad idea. So uh, there's another detail that they put in here, which is, you know, it's one of those things that's just sort of like, ah, why didn't they just do this in the first place? But uh, again, any PS3 owner knows that to update your time, you actually have to go to the date and time settings and manually say like set via internet. Um, so now, I think I think you you could still like manually set it, but if you have it set to set via internet, um, now every single time that you connect to the PlayStation Network, like you know like the store or anything like that. Uh, anytime you sign in, it automatically syncs your time to your time zone, so it updates everything. Uh, it updates your time to be current, so if it ever gets that's good. Sync, so. Yeah, it's sort of just like an obvious thing they should have done, but it's nice that it's there. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> um, so speaking of the uh, Vita, by the way, we also have another update. So uh, a few weeks ago, we talked about sort of like 
what are the reasons to get a PS uh, Vita 3G versus the non-3G? Um, we didn't really have a, a distinct price point before, but so the, the price difference is $50, basically. Um, but IGN actually just released an article that is the antithesis of this, and they actually said, well, here's the reasons why you should own a PS, uh, why you should get the PSV to 3G. And basically, their bottom line argument was, was just considering that you also get like, you know, the PS Vita memory stick, which retails for about $30 off of Sony's website. Um, that the, they're basically just saying, well, for a $20 difference, maybe it's worth it to have the 3G capabilities just in case it turns out you do need them, you know? Um, so, you know, I, what do you want to weigh in on this, uh, G? Uh, yeah, I, it still hasn't sold me. Actually, if anything, um, I, I wasn't alone in thinking apparently that the uh, IGN article read a little bit like a uh, Sony advertisement <laughs> because it was a little too heavily biased towards like, hey, just get the 3G. It's great. <laughs> You'll want it eventually. <laughs> You know, yeah. so it, it it did not sell me at all. There was almost a point where I, I don't have it in front of me, but there was a point where it sounded like they were saying like, "Come on, 3G, some sometime you'll want it. Don't be such a wuss. Just get the 3G." <laughs> so you know, um, this is uh, maybe this is a little off topic, but you know, it, it could actually you could be right. Like it, in in terms of like it might have actually been a direct intervention from Sony because. Uh, Remember, were, were we talking like a few weeks or maybe even a few months ago on the show about how um, how uh, like game ratings from places like IGN and One Up and and these other places seem to have become extraordinarily I don't know if I want to say lenient, but maybe well, I, a little I, I biased. Called it inflation. inflation. There we go. Yeah, that's that's actually yeah, that's perfect. That's a perfect thing to to call it. And like um, how thing you know suddenly like. And right, you, Colin. Yeah, you were saying right. But like back in the day, if, if your game got a five out of ten, that was still like, oh, okay, it's you know whatever. Well, it's, it's, yeah, it's average. So yeah, I mean, but it's now average. I, post, I posted on the Facebook group the uh, yeah. The oh, that little thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's this color. Yeah, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Yeah. Yeah. So it says modern gaming scale. It's like everything above a nine is just good, and you know, it yeah. has like it gets like. Gradually smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah, we did just, talk about this. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So I was so um, I mentioned this to one of my coworkers, who, by the way, I'm I'm still trying insanely hard to get him to come on the show as a guest because he's he's he would be great to have on for an episode just because he has so much to say about all this stuff. And um, I mentioned that to him one time, and he of course went on like a fantastic tangent about it, but. He he was like, oh, absolutely, I've noticed that too. And he's like, but I, um, I guess he has a friend who like works at one of those, you know, like works at either a magazine or one of those websites. And he said that he talked to his friend about it and was like, dude, what's the deal? What's the deal with like, you know, basically score inflation? Mm -hmm. And um, and he and his friend revealed to him that apparently, it's sort of a mixture of um, uh, like. Or a game manufacturer lobbying, and um, it's sort of like fifty percent that, and then versus the the magazine or the the um, reporting itself. And he's he was like, yeah, dude. He's like, if you, you know, he goes, I'm sure I don't need to tell you this, but if you actually read the article itself, that's about the game. The the article will tell the truth, and the article will say, you know, like what they liked and what they disliked, and like, well, this doesn't work so well. 
but this does, and you know, this really fell through, and overall the game feels like this. And then at the end they'll be like, so the overall score is a nine. And um, yeah, what the fuck? And they said that basically when the when the game you know uh, company, uh, the game publisher g- delivers the game to them usually ahead of time, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, well we're giving you this game like two or three weeks before release, and when they give it to them, they say. So, you know, we're, we're expecting this to be a pretty big release. Um, we're looking for a nine. And they'll, like, just come out and say that. Like, you know, well, review the game however you want, but we're kind of looking for a nine on this one. And um, so they sort of lead, I guess they lead them in the direction of, like, what they're expecting them to give them. Um, and, and the only way that the, they can kind of maintain their integrity, I guess, is they, they have the review itself give the true, like, review of the game and uh-huh. then the numbers have just sort of become whatever they've become like a pl- you know a product of the publisher basically you know suggesting to them wow. like hey we'd like you to give well, us okay some okay life. great that, that that you know i wouldn't mind so much but you know when you watch a game's advertisements like if you watch a if you watch oh, an advertisement yeah. oh, for they modern love posting that. No, no 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 they like saying nine out of ten for my yeah. ign but yeah. in the actual exactly. article they say well you know this is more of the same this should you know, they, they write an article like it should just get a six or a five or something like right. that. Right. So, so I don't understand. So basically, these magazines have such low integrity or they're just so enslaved to the almighty dollar that yeah. they I mean, basically that's the let thing. companies hijack their grades. I mean, yeah. what you just said is exactly it, which is like, you know, that's why the publisher is looking for those numbers because they know that they can just use that in their advertisements. And then they're just like they're basically counting on people to look at that and never look at the article, I suppose. So yeah. But uh, anyway, I thought it was you know it was mentioned to me just a few weeks ago, and I thought it was interesting. But uh, yeah. well, that's why um, I've kind of shifted away. Like, yeah, you know, I'll look at sites that have numbered reviews, but I usually don't kind of uh, value them as highly as other ones that uh, are a little bit more honest. Like, uh, I often go to a joystick because they have kind of a star thing but they emphasize look we have this sort of star you know out of five star rating however we like to thoroughly explain you know why it got that number of stars or what's good what's bad as opposed to doing the number thing because they said themselves that they recognize that there's this very weird view on you know whatever out of 10 nowadays yeah. in uh, reviews so I, I like that more and Sometimes I even, well, he's more of a joke, but sometimes Yahtzee, for zero punctuation, has some valid oh, yeah. things to say. He'll never come out and say, like, a number or a star rating or anything. He'll just constantly give you positive and negatives throughout his whole video review. And right. then, you know, usually with some kind of punchline at the end or whatever. But it, it's nicely presented so that, you know, you're getting both sides, uh, good and bad, of whatever the game's about. Sometimes more bad than good or whatever, but that is usually a better indication to me of whether that kind of game is worth my time. Right. I mean, sometimes he hams it up a bit because obviously he wants to be funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, he does still have a lot of valid things to say through that, you know, veil of, of goofiness. Yeah, yeah, humor. Um, yeah, no, that, that, but that is definitely a problem. Yeah, interesting. I think he's one of the better reviewers, to be honest. Yeah. Zero punctuation. Yeah, he absolutely is. But you know, I mean, I've made it obvious that I hang on on 4chan view a lot, and uh, they they don't like him. I mean, they just don't like him because they're like, well, he doesn't even play the games before he grades them. It's like, 
I want to see these guys spit out of review a week and be able to finish these games in a well, week. Well, a lot of know? time when he a lot of times when he hasn't finished it, he will thoroughly admit that in the review, yeah. like, look, yeah. I played like two days worth or something like that. But this is what I've gathered from, you know, doing that much time. And I think more reviews need to uh, say that up front. Because you right. can tell sometimes in some reviews, like, clearly this person hasn't played as much as I've played because when they've noted noticed this, this, and this, yeah, like, exactly. why are they skipping over that stuff? Or why are they treating the game as if it's, you know, not with those things present? Right. So that, I think, is something... Yeah, you're going to have this problem with the numbers, you know, whatever out of 10. However, I think that they should upfront mention, maybe even at the beginning of their reviews in some little disclaimer or something, like, how much time did you spend on this game? Yeah. If it's an MMO, for example, like, yeah. um, was it Joystick? There was some site that mentioned upfront, like, look, we clocked in, like, 40 hours or something on Old Republic and you know admittedly okay it's an MMO so things may change but you know this is how we got our general understanding of the game that sort of thing which yeah. is fine and then at least that gives you um, their perspective in that amount of time so yeah. if it's too short then you could say well okay I'm not really going to listen to this review very much but the, the honesty the transparency needs to be there for yeah. uh, for those reviews for me to respect them otherwise eh, nope Nice. Nope. Nope. Um, nope. But getting back to the Vita, there was also an additional bit of news that pissed some people off. Where oh. um, so before <laughs> Sony had said, well, I mean, since <laughs> we were originally on the topic, I, I want to mention this before I forget. Um, the UMD Passport option or service that they originally had, where I guess you'd be able to transfer your PSP games. Hey, uh, I have a PSP. Are you saying that something's wrong with that now? <laughs> Maybe, Timmy. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, okay, this is the part that people got mad at. Not the fact that uh, that won't be an available service anymore, but that it won't be available for the U.S. <laughs> it's still totally going to be available for Japan, but um, for the U.S., it's not A-OK. -okay. So, <laughs> All I don't... those fucking UMDs, I uh... <laughs> I don't know why, though. Yeah. I'm not being, yeah, I'm not being sarcastic, by the way. It really does well, suck. <laughs> I mean, okay, to be fair, like, they do say even in this article, of course, just to be able to buy any digitally distributed PSP game through Vita's PlayStation Store. However, this was for discounted downloads because you already own them. Right. So yeah. essentially, they're going to be forcing you to rebuy for the exact same price. Yeah. <laughs> game that you already owned. That's the worst thing ever. <laughs> so very stupid of Sony, but uh, I mean, considering that almost nobody seems to be buying the Vita, <laughs> I guess <laughs> maybe they're already trying to think of ways to kind of offset that loss. Yeah, you know, looking for a way to cut costs. Yeah, yeah it's it's got to be hurting them. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but I think that does kind of wrap up the the Vita for now. Um, for now, <laughs> oh, thank God. We we'll just wait till next week on our all Vita show that we'll be doing. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I do, I do want to get one eventually, but with all these things cropping up, it just makes me want to wait longer yeah, to see too. like it establish itself more. I mean, obviously it's not out yet, but I'm saying like instead of being an early adopter, now I want to be like a late adopter because I don't want to get a piece of hardware that's going to end up having all these hitches to them or, or a little like hey you thought you could do this no uh, <laughs> Never just wait for the, 
<laughs> Wait for the PSP Vita Go to come out. Yeah, wow. that was the stupidest thing they ever made. <laughs> yeah. I think as soon it was like it's up there with like the Virtual Boy and some other <laughs> console yeah. uh, handheld. I mean, can you even call the Virtual Boy handheld? I guess technically it is, but you really can't walk around with it. It's like calling the Nomad. uh, It's like calling the Nomad. You've never tried it, have you? I've tried doing that before. (laughs) You look like a badass. Wait, the Nomad? No, no, no. The the Virtual Boy. Virtual Boy. Boy. Just like duct tape it to your head. Yeah, it's, was, yeah, you make a, make a helmet out of it. What was David saying about the Nomad, though, before you talked over it? Oh, it's the, have, have you seen the Nomad? It's like the biggest, one of the biggest handhelds in history. I <laughs> like, mean, but you could play Genesis games on it. Well, well yeah, I mean, that it, was had the a, cool part. it had a point to it. It's just like, but for to call itself a portable system is like calling the GameCube a portable system, you know? Like, it's yeah. got a handle, it's portable, you know? <laughs> like, no, the Nomad was like a, you know, cinder block. You know? Yeah, unless you're like one of those really talented guys that always makes the the custom made handheld oh, yeah. devices. Like, oh, I've made it a Super Nintendo that you could take anywhere. Yeah. Unless you're that guy, then uh, <laughs> it's not really all that portable. But um, yeah, I'm curious to see what the hell's gonna happen with the Vita. I'm definitely yeah. not gonna be picking it up until at least the first round of these games is f- are fully released and reviewed. Yeah. Because I've been hearing actually some mixed stuff about the Uncharted uh, Vita game, for example. Is, this, is that like the game that you are targeted to buy, basically? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because that's the one that they made look so damn good in those previews. And I thought, okay, if there was a Vita game I would start with, it would probably be uh, Uncharted. Oh, okay. Just because, you know, love the other games. They're trying to make this one seem like it's, it's very high quality for the Vita. A very good, you know, first-gen game. Um, but I've been hearing, I mean, in general, it's still positive, but I've been hearing some people say that it, you may be, uh, holding your hopes a little too high, <laughs> like your expectations may be a little too high for what it actually is. Okay. You know, Damn. uh, but I don't know. I have but, to see. But how- like, what's it called? Like, isn't like Street Fighter, the Street Fighter game, like just unbelievably awesome on it? Yes, that is... <laughs> There's, uh, I think, a Marvel vs. <clears throat> Capcom uh, Vita version and also that Street Fighter vs. Tekken yeah. uh, game that's going to be out that both are very good transfers, essentially, of their home console like counterparts. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> have a lot of little bonus characters. Like, you can be, um, what's his butt, from uh, Infamous 2, or Infamous in general. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, you can be Cole from uh, Infamous and, um, oh... <laughs> This, did I mention this last podcast about the troll attempt that Cap... Not attempt, they, they trolled... Uh, Capcom trolled their community, basically, their fan okay. community, by... Uh, they introduced the um, exclusive... I, I think maybe it's just for Vita. It might be for all the systems. But so. special characters that will be um, for different versions of Street Fighter versus Tekken. So okay. they've got Pac-Man, I think that's the Vita, and then they've got um, little, little, little like Japanese cat mascot guys from for Sony. You know the the ones with like the, the big big heads. It's like a little white cat with a simplistic face with like a three mouth and a. Oh, oh yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah. yeah, I don't know what they're called, but there's I think that character, and um, <laughs> the one that pissed everyone off was Mega Man. Now you would oh, think. Yeah. You would think, oh my god, they finally 
put Mega Man in something again because yeah. people were saying, why isn't Mega Man in Ultimate Marvel's Capcom? You've been trolling us because there's a picture of him in the background, but he's not there and it's only zero, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. they put Mega Man as an extra character in this, but it's not any version of the Mega Man that you want. No. It yeah. is it's, Mega it's like Man... This- from the NES cover of the Mega yeah, Man game. It's like the worst looking version ever of Mega Man. Like he's fat. <laughs> it looks like he's wearing like a costume suit. And he yeah. doesn't even have a blaster. He has like a gun. <laughs> That's yeah. his blaster. Yeah, it's hilarious. Just, just like the NES cover. Yeah, I remember so, seeing that and I was like, look, I was like, is this a joke? No, like, it's totally it's totally real. He's got like a pot belly or something and like yeah. a gross face and all this. Yeah, it's super weird. That just pissed so many people off. And there's there's some differing opinions about uh, why Capcom did it. And some people are saying uh, Capcom might have been doing it as, you know, because they want to reference, hey, look, we remember, you know, back in the day when we had this terrible cover art. So it's kind of like a referential sort of thing. However, their timing is really shitty because people were already mad at them for basically giving Mega Man the shaft and all these other things and canceling Mega Man Legends 3 and all this stuff. So if Capcom had been been legitimately doing it as like, hey, look at this throwback from the old days, they really shouldn't have done it now when people were still sore about, you know, no the, the lack of Mega Man. Yeah. It's like the worst possible time to do it. On the other <laughs> hand, they could be assholes and purposely trolling fans with it. So <laughs> either way, it makes them look really bad. And it it's, almost pissed me off. <laughs> if, if I had cared more about Mega Man, I would have been pretty mad. As it was, I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. You know? That's just really confusing. It is very confusing. Because <laughs> <laughs> you see all these characters. Like, Pac-Man looks like his current 3D incarnation of Pac-Man. And the little cat guys look like cat guys. And even Cole from Infamous, like, he's kind of bulkier than he is in Infamous. But he matches, like, the Street Fighter style of characters with, you know, the big biceps and hands and shit. Yeah. Um, so he fits. So everyone else looks like they got some love with the designing, but the Mega Man looks like you know, opposite. Capcom just <laughs> it really looks. It seriously looks like a practical joke. Like when I look it at does. it, like, this looks like a gag. You know. Some people were saying, well, maybe they'll have like a skin of this character you can buy that actually looks like regular Mega Man or something. But I doubt it. Yeah. I really doubt it. So that's. Nope. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um. On a on a actually awesome note though, I want to mention this because of my point and click adventure game roots. Um, so Tim Schafer from Double Fine Entertainment, and you know Tim Schafer has designed a lot of adventure games in the past. Uh, he and Double Fine are trying to do or design an upcoming. Um, I don't know what he refers to it as um, a point and click adventure game for the modern age. So he's he's going back to his adventure game roots in some sort of downloadable game that will be point and click. So for people like me, we're like, oh, you know, like your ears perk up like, oh, I, I would be very interested in this. So to get the funding for this game, he's doing it in a bit of a, um unusual way. He's using Kickstarter, which is a site that usually um, for, for it's usually for smaller businesses or individuals that need to. Um, get money to, or initial money to start up a kickstart a a project and his goal for double fine is to get at least four hundred thousand dollars pledged by uh, march 13th my birthday yay um to start this um, hidden 
mysterious uh, project. As of looking at it right now, it's pretty awesome. They've already uh, gained $187,000. Wow. Okay, that's a lot more than I saw earlier in the day. So that's pretty cool. I think a lot of people are excited. There was this kind of weird um, thing earlier in the week where Tim Schafer had been asked uh, in some interview, like, well, will you guys ever do a Psychonauts 2? Because a lot of people, even though it didn't sell well, a lot of people have, you know, a spot in their heart for the first Psychonauts game. And he was like, well, if I could get some help, you know, financing it, uh, we, we could talk about it. It's just that I think uh, because the other one didn't sell so well, it's been difficult to find a publisher willing to uh, help them with that. Yeah. yeah. And then, so Notch, uh, Colin's favorite person, um, says, hey, uh, he tweets to, uh, to Tim Schafer, hey, let's talk. <laughs> you know, like, like let's, let's talk about Psychonauts 2, which instantly everyone on the net is like, what? Wow. Notch is going to finance, you know, that kind of stuff. So apparently they, they're starting to email each other back and forth, and they, they emphasize no promises, but... They are uh, beginning to talk to see, like, is this doable? What can we do? Kind of thing. So, but there are a lot of people reminding everyone, like, okay, just because they say, hey, let's talk, doesn't mean Psychonauts 2 is going to be made, because a lot of people got super excited about that. I wonder how many of these people talking about this have ever played, like, any Tim Schafer game before. They're just like it because Notch is associated with it. No, 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 no. A lot of these people that were excited are always the ones that comment, like, oh, my God, I loved Psychonauts. This is so awesome. Like, yeah. they're they're the minority that probably did buy Psychonauts that um, really... I'm, I'm not saying minority in a bad way. It's just that not enough people bought it. It's a good yeah. game. It's just not enough people bought it. It's a really good game. Yeah. So, uh... People were pretty hopeful about that, but that's something that we'll have to keep tabs on to see, like, oh, do they actually go through with it? Or is this just some, you know, get everybody's hopes up and then crush them, like saying, oh, never mind. Let's go back to whatever we were doing. Um, oh, what, not Notch is vacationing again then? That's I, all he does. I mean, he goes on, on vacation. Vaca- <laughs> he he's always on vacation. Hey. So important, did, didn't he give up the reins of Minecraft to some other guy in, in uh, Mojang or whatever his company's called? Did he? Yeah, I thought he did. I mean, he's isn't he trying to finish up work on that Scrolls game? So he yeah. might have other priorities right now. I mean, Minecraft is done, basically. I mean, obviously there will Thank be updates. There will be updates <laughs> and mods and whatever. But since it's been officially released at this point, you know, the, the large bulk of it is, is kind of, you know, released into the wild now. So, um... I don't think he has as much to do with it anymore. I mean, he already put in so much of his life already into it. So really, what else do you want him to do? Um, um, what uh, For Minecraft, I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know how I feel about Minecraft. Yes, I know. But a lot of people <laughs> like it. So you have to accept it that people like it. No. It did well. No, I don't want to. Oh, I, I don't want to admit that it did well. I don't want to admit that he I don't understand. No, I, did, I don't mind that it did well. I don't understand why. I don't understand why. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. It's like it's like Homestuck. I don't get it. Well, okay. Homestuck <laughs> this is, is the top. This is turning into an Applejack's commercial. 
We just do, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like no, uh. but see, I could actually explain at least some things. Uh, unlike Applejacks, which who knows why people like it. <laughs> why do people like Apple? That's a good question. That's... Applejack sucks. <laughs> Delicious. What are you talking about? Oh, it about? sucks. Doesn't taste like apples. It'd be gross. <laughs> if apples tasted like that, I would never eat fruit again. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, on the Minecraft side of things, I think a lot of people do like it because of the creative element, how you can kind of shape the game that you the way you want to play it. You know, you create what you want to create. You have that little survival aspect of it that makes things interesting because you can't just I mean, unless you're in creation mode. If you're playing the like the, the default mode, like you also have that whole survival element like, oh, can't build but, shit at but night. Dwarf, run. But Dwarf Fortress has been out for like years. Why didn't people just play Dwarf Fortress if they're looking for that sort of thing? It, it's just the way it was packaged was very desirable. Like people are in, you know, they have these little waves of nostalgia people have. You know, like, oh, I remember the 8-bit days or I remember when, you know, Genesis came out or whatever, and he happened to make his game at just the right moment where people said, oh, look at these quaint graphics. They kind of remind me of, you know, like old games, and it looks kind of cool this way, blah, blah, blah. Like, if he had made it any any other time, maybe it would have just gotten totally un- gotten totally unnoticed by most people. But uh, the timing was right. Like, it's, you, you just can't explain it. And not only that, but he made it so moddable and easily, like, adjustable that people have been churning out tons of these, like, different texture packs and um, game types and all these things. And because these new and different modes and mods keep coming out, it helps keep it fresh to some people that keep up with this stuff. Like, oh, I I think I've seen all there is to see. Oh, wait, somebody made a new animal pack? Or a new baby animal pack? Like, you know, like all this, all this Jesus stuff. Christ. I will say that the baby animals are really adorable. It's like Muppet babies. Hey. <laughs> Don't you awesome. go do some Muppet Don't you talk about the Muppet Don't babies. You say shit about Muppet babies. <laughs> the dude who created Minecraft basically should have just released an advertisement that said, like, hey, y'all, remember in the Genesis days when you how fun it was when you discovered debug mode? How about an entire game that's in debug mode? Oh my god. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But anyway, so d- despite you not liking it, there's uh, clearly tons of people that like it. So that's I don't want to live on this planet anymore. <laughs> well, in Minecraft, you can make your own planet. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> anyway, okay, so let's stop, stop, stop talking about Minecraft so he doesn't like shoot himself in the head. Um, anyway, so that was a potential thing that Notch brought up. Who knows if that'll happen with Tim Schafer and him, but they're in talks now, whatever the hell that means. Yes. Um, Good news. Oh, speaking of mods, actually, because I want to mention this because it's hilarious. Uh, so Skyrim released this week uh, a wonderful high-res texture pack, which is wreaking havoc with my computer right now. But um, so a texture, a high-res texture pack, which is making everything prettier and slowing down computers probably. But in addition to that, Valve released a little uh, add-on for Skyrim, which is super awesome. <laughs> so that was the surprise they were talking about. It's essentially a portal reference in Skyrim that is totally interactive Ooh. so 
basically, if anyone played Portal 2, you remember the ever-so-popular Space Core. You know, the little core, data core that's like, space, mm-hmm. space, want to go to space, space, whatever. You know, that's at the end. That's, you know, everyone loves. Uh, they've made it so that there's a mod so that little Space Core, and I was watching videos of this. It's super funny. You're just, you know, wandering around in Skyrim in a particular place, and you see this comet-like thing shoot down from the sky, crash into this already, like, destroyed building area. And you go over there, and it's the Space Core (laughs) that's just in Skyrim, Tamriel, whatever, Skyrim land, in the game. You can pick him up and rotate him around, and he says, he talks while you do stuff. Like, if there's a dragon, he'll actually go, like, dragon, space, you know, like, (laughs) this, like, little dialogue uh, having to do with the area. So he's in there, which is funny. And then there's this additional thing where um, if you go to, I think there's, like, a magic forge or something in the College of Winterhold, which is, like, a mage college uh, in the game. If you go there... If you do a certain recipe, I think it's like a moonstone and the data or space core and something else, you can make a, what's called a, a Dova core helmet, which is basically <laughs> the space core with that horned, like the horns from the Dova key. Dova core, Dova yeah. core. <laughs> Dova core. <laughs> and you can wear it, which looks a little ridiculous because instead of that big eye, there's like a hole for your, your head to peek through. So, um,. But the nice part about that is I was worried, like, oh, no, I don't want to kill the Space Corps, but it doesn't kill it. You still get him back in your inventory after you make that thing. So all's, all's good. But um, some people are thinking, like, maybe that might not be the extent of the Portal reference. Like, there might be more that it maybe is either unlocked later or added on to later. Like, this might just be the beginning of a whole slew of Portal-related things. Or it might even be a reference back to Portal, like, saying, hey look, we're bringing up Portal again because we're going to reveal, like, hey, here's some actual new Portal 2 DLC coming up or something. You know, like, something right. to kind of keep it in the back of your head? Yeah. Which yeah, no. Cool. I mean, we've, you know, we've seen them, uh, <laughs> we've seen the developers of Portal, like, uh, do something. I mean, they've they've done things pretty ridiculous, too. <laughs> They're very creative. Yeah. And, and to put one of their popular little characters in another game entirely yeah. is, uh, is another... A new trick of theirs, but it's, it's pretty, pretty awesome. awesome. Yeah. yeah. So that that's that's been uh, get, getting a lot of attention uh, over the uh, getting more attention than the actual high res texture pack <laughs> that was <laughs> so, um, at the same time. So I thought that was kind of funny. Um, but they've also said that uh, Todd Howard from uh, has been talking about Skyrim and saying that over 10 million Skyrim players have averaged. Uh, 75 hours like average the average pc playtime is 75 hours wow so and and that means they've had 10 million units shipped because there's 10 yeah. million players so it's quite a lot of people playing this game yeah um yeah, yeah. way to go <laughs> i'm sure my playtime is much more than 75 hours but <laughs> i don't really want to look at that number right now um yeah so skyrim's still uh, going strong and I think it's well-deserved. Who knows? I mean, they haven't even done... I don't think they've done a DLC yet, right? No, they One can only imagine how much more time people are going to be sinking into... Like, when they made DLCs for Fallout and... Uh, yeah, for, for... Just for Fallout, really, for Fallout 3 and even New Vegas, like, that, you know, added a whole chunk more time onto people's uh, playtime. So Skyrim, which already has a ton of playtime on it, will probably... 
don't know, it's going to turn into like an entire year of playtime. I don't know. Like, it, it's pretty crazy. I don't know what it is with that game and Bethesda games in general, but like every time I get, I reach a certain point where it's just like I run into a concrete wall and I just can't play it anymore. I don't know why. Oh, did it's you like, like overdo it? Like you just, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it was like, it was because me and my roommates are all playing at the same time or because I played it too much. I didn't, I didn't have a whole ton of playtime. I had it enough, but like I just hit a wall and it's like, every time I think about it, it's like, wow, I don't want to play that anymore. Like, I wasn't mad. Like, it didn't suck. I liked it. You know, I enjoyed it. But it's just like, I don't want to play it anymore. Well, that's uh, that's actually what happened with me with Fallout. For some reason, I got to a point where I think part of me knew, like, it was near the end of the game. And I was like, ah, I don't really want to finish it. But it didn't have enough, like, unusual, you know, side quests. Like, a lot of Fallout, at least uh, Fallout New Vegas, is kind of running around exploring, shooting things, not shooting things, you know, whatever. But Skyrim has a lot of side quests that actually have objectives and and are sometimes fetch quests, but sometimes you like go murder this guy or whatever. So the fact that there are objectives that I can keep uh, completing makes me want to keep playing it for some reason. Like, oh, I know a lot of these are similar objectives, but every time I do one of these new objectives, I inexplicably, inexplicably somehow find a new area that I, I thought I explored everything in this area. Wait, there's another cave? Where the hell did that cave come from? <laughs> I guess I'll look in the cave. You know, and then a half hour later, I've yeah. cleared out that cave, and I'm like, oh shit! I thought that was gonna be quicker, but that was kind of cool. Like all the caves are kind of different. Like some caves have like a lot of water and shit, and other ones are look like they they were part of like a mine and, and all this stuff. So like. They do a really good job of of making each zone that you enter or each town or whatever feel just different enough that you want to explore it more. And I think that was the mistake that uh, Fallout made that, uh, yeah, it was a huge world. Yeah, you could explore a lot. But at a certain point, everything did kind of feel the same. And I know it's different because, you know, it's a... Apocalypse, post-apocalyptic world. There's not a lot there because it's all dirt and shit. But still, it felt like they could have pushed it a little further and made those different sections of the worlds look a little bit different enough so that I would feel like, okay, I'm doing something different instead of like, oh, okay, I'm going to the same fucking place again. Or it looks, <laughs> it looks like the same place. There's just the same pots and pans all over the place or the same, like, dude that has half a shirt, you know. <laughs> so Skyrim did it better by mixing it up enough visually and kind of content-wise that it's keeping people like sucked in the, the the new apartment that my boyfriend and I moved to. We noticed um, while we were moving stuff over the weekend that uh, the person next door he had his door totally locked, totally shut. Not like any windows were open or anything. But we could hear through the door the <laughs> the door the of the loudest music. sex I've ever heard. No, that would that would be <laughs> kind of funny. They're having sex uh, with the Dovahkiin music. <laughs> that would be wow. That would be so <laughs> weird. I thought you were going to say that was going to be that would be yeah, wild. Yeah, I thought so too. Well, that would also be wild. <laughs> yes, oh, awesome. That'd I need, be so I need great. It, I need it to play, otherwise you I can't guys, finish. You guys, I'll be right back. I got to try something. We heard like you know the, the the music and sound effects that play like you know when uh, you're doing a, a random dragon encounter and I'm like oh my god somebody's playing Skyrim next door like that's how far reaching it is like some random neighbor is like oh I think I'm gonna play Skyrim on Saturday okay um yes but who knows maybe some people do need that music or sound when they're doing <laughs> things 
<laughs> Who knows? Um, Maybe they found the lusty Argonian maid book. Oh yeah, the, somebody <laughs> somebody uh, transcribed that whole thing. I forgot where the hell they put it. It's pretty funny. I unfortunately, just like the other games, like whenever I come across notes or books, I'll read like the first sentence or two, and they'll be like, Ugh, and then I'll just close it and toss it, <laughs> unless yeah. I get a stat from it, and they'll be like, okay, I have to click through all these books because sometimes I'll get like a plus whatever stat for my light armor or one-handed skill or something. Um, but if you read a couple of them, some of them are full fucking stories that somebody wrote. Like, yeah. They must have hired one person at least to just, hey, we're going to have a ton of books in this world, so we're going to need you to populate, you know, we, we need you to make uh, short stories and uh, little instructional books and sometimes really random notes that somebody scribbled and recipes and things just just make those just just go off and write some of those and then we'll just plop them into the game but um it makes that's another thing it makes the world feel almost kind of real because you have a lot of this really fleshed out content that a lot of other games usually either make it seem like they have but they don't on closer inspection or they just don't have it all right. you know so yeah i mean a lot of stuff like okay you have a bunch of useless cups and saucers and fruit and stuff in a house but because it's all there and set aside like it looks like somebody organized their house like i would organize my apartment there's there's something in my head that like clicks when i see that and it's like oh it looks like somebody actually lives here and they actually have books on their bookshelves that are about you know stories about lore and myths and shit so uh, that goes a long way i think to the immersion you know right until you hit a glitch where some dude i i shot an arrow at this guy that was on the top of a hill. And <laughs> there was something screwy with the gravity in the game because he just went, like he immediately, like his, his crumpled body just went all up and down the hill for about 10 seconds, which looked kind of scary, actually. I think about it. And then it came to rest at the bottom and just didn't move. But like <laughs> that kind of stuff that happens pulls me out a little bit. <laughs> It's a little bizarre, but overall, it's very immersive. So, nice. yeah. Anyway, so enough of Skyrim. Um, Thank you, Bethesda, for the $25,000 check, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I will we, use this to buy... We hope that we have endorsed your, <laughs> your game thoroughly. Hey, where's our money, Bethesda? Give yeah. us our money. Where's the money, Bethesda? Where's... <laughs> Uh, Where's that internet money? I want some of that internet money. Let me get some of that Kickstarter money. <laughs> we want the money. We want Bethesda. the money, we want... Yeah, we cut off your Johnson. <laughs> With a little wiggling penis. See, we managed to do a Lebowski reference. Nice. We should work one of those. Look, 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 if I, I think... were you guys, if you if I were you guys and I and I lived in LA, I'd be talking about it all the fucking time. Is everything I know about LA I learned from, from Big that Lebowski? Movie. Yeah. Wow. Everything I know about LA I learned from Big Lebowski. You must have a very weird view of LA. Probably yeah. very, that's probably a very positive view of LA in comparison to the <laughs> Actually I I've I've only been to LA once and I hate it. <laughs> well, I, I don't know what I I won't argue I, with that. But I also haven't had in and out so maybe it'll get better after that. <laughs> this is the best place ever. Oh yeah, just, <laughs> just stay there. <laughs> just, yeah, just stay on the same block as in and out <laughs> Bring money. Bring money. <laughs> Welcome to LA, bring money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, it says, Adam, says Adam's online. 
Yeah, Adam's online, but I don't think he, I can add him to the He, he missed the boat. Adam's in the conference. Too bad, Adam. I think it'll work. But uh, yeah, poor Adam had a lot of work to do. And he's not he's not picking up, so it's not going to work. Right. Um, well, we anyway. should probably wrap it up for this week. Yes. That's... Oh, good. I can go to bed at a decent hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, right, um, <laughs> yeah. so thanks uh, once again, everyone, for listening to our show. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, or other interesting feedback, or have some something you'd like to bring up that we can talk about. <laughs> uh, so we're not just talking about our own stuff. Um, we have a lot of ways you can reach us. So we have an email at nameofgamepodcast at gmail.com. We have Twitter at, uh, at in the name of game. We have a Facebook group in the name of game. Um, we also, uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes and um, we also have a website, which is in the name of game.com, where you can also leave comments on our posts there, and as well as see show notes, that sort of thing, and see previous episodes, which we love people revisiting our old episodes. It's... I love revisiting our old episodes. <laughs> yeah. Some weeks are better than others. <laughs> don't, don't forget, Colin is still accepting death threats, so it's, it's yeah. okay. It's okay yeah, to keep saying. <laughs> that's that's, that's going to be going on until I leave this planet. So, <laughs> yep. Poor Colin. Okay. For all you Minecraft lovers out there, you can send your hate mail no, directly. Yes. Don't even. You should email. Yeah, again, the only way the only way it could get worse if is is if I was making fun of Homestuck. You guys are like, here, email, email. Yeah, I'm not going to give it out, but. <laughs> well, you can email us, and I will forward it to him. <laughs> So go. that he will see it every time he, he logs onto his email. <laughs> so so I got a I got a second email address, my professional one, because I'm gonna be looking for jobs soon and uh yeah. Yeah. No, but that's never gonna see the light of day. That's where that <laughs> shit's gonna go, right there. Nope. <laughs> nope. Anyway, till next time. Uh thanks for listening. Have fun with games. We'll see you next time. Later. Bye guys. Later. Later.